We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, here we are again, and it's the third course of the food show. It's great to be here on Saturdays. Different kind of audience than from what I get during the week. I don't even know why. I, I, I don't even know how to explain uh, what the difference is. Uh, but I'm happy about it. Uh, so if you are a regular listener to our programs uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, we're on 105.3 FM HD2. And you can listen to it on your cell phone. You can uh, get podcasts of it. And and uh, one, probably the easiest way to get to it, uh, just without buying new equipment and everything, is to, if you're signed up for that, uh, uh, oh, gosh, what's what's that? It's uh, like a... Uh, uh, Azuko? Uh, no, that ain't it. Next time, Tom, see if you can remember it before you start talking about it. Well, anyway, uh, we have that going on every day. In the meantime, uh, my wife came in, and she's always full of interesting questions. It's what makes uh, makes me love her, is that you never know what she's going to ask me about. And she has this for you to think about. She said, oh, by the way, do you know anybody who is going down to Cabo St. Louis? Louis, Is it Louis? Cabo St. Lucie. Okay. Cabo St. Lucie? I'll take your word for it. Anyway, she said, do I know anybody who uh, is down there? And no, I I don't. I don't know why I should. But anyway, what's what's going on? She said uh, that she's looking for somebody who's in Cabo St. Lucy, there I go again, and Lucas, Cabo San Lucas. All right, and if uh, I'm supposed to find somebody who is down there and who can take pictures of the little boats that people go back and forth on the rocks with around there. I know exactly what she's talking about because we went there once on a cruise, and uh, that's exactly what they do. They get in these boats and they go paddling around to where these huge waves are bunching over some uh, huge, equally huge uh, rocks. And I said, what in the world is that about? And she says, oh, it's for my my, my uh, program. And she's working on a children's program. She's been working on it for a while. It's going pretty well. So she says it's something to do with that, but she couldn't explain it to me right away. So, oh, she's on the phone? Oh, Okay. Well, then we'll get a better uh, view of this from her. Uh, hello, dear? Um, I'm laughing at how badly you messed that up. So I happened to be in the car, and I heard you I heard you stumbling, and I, I just felt compelled to help. So, so here is what I am looking for. Anyone who is going to Cabo San Lucas in uh, Mexico anytime soon, or if you have recently been there, I need a little video of people getting from far away, of course, so you can't identify the people, getting on and off or either direction of the water taxis at Lover's Beach. I really need about a 10-second clip of that. If anybody has it, would you please contact Tom at tom at nomenu.com? 
All right. Well, let's not uh, push this too much. But uh, all right. Well, that's 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 unique. Uh, you're never without surprises, dear. But yeah. uh, but I uh, will. I guess if there's any way we could find out that, that would be this way. So let's. Okay. Yeah. Right. I know. I mean, it's like you know, I, if you have this at your disposal. It would be lovely if it would uh, help. So. Yeah. Thank well, you, dear. Thank you, dear. <laughs> And uh, and I was doing a bad job, uh, you know. She said, "Oh, well, you know, it's all relative. It just depends on whose relatives you're talking about." All right, it's the food show. Uh, give us a call two six zero one eight seventy. And the way uh, I like to work around here is that even if you don't have something particular that you've been thinking about or uh, something that happened to you in a restaurant or you're looking for a certain dish in a restaurant or whatever it is that we talk about here, which is everything having to do with eating, call us up and tell us about it. And even if you don't have anything particular to say right now, call me anyway, and we will pretend that uh, we've bumped into each other at the hardware store, and after a minute, uh, we start talking about this and that, because you used to be one of the scout masters, too, uh, when, the bo- when, when our kids were Boy Scouts, and you know, that, and it just keeps rolling after that. Uh, I'll bet you, if you were to call me right now, I'm not no. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Not really, anyway. Uh, still, within seconds, we would have a conversation going, and we wouldn't have had it if you hadn't called. So call. I mean, that's what I'm asking you for. Give us a to- telephone call. Two six zero six three. Whoops. 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 Back up. Back up. Two six zero one eight seventy. Two six zero one eight seven zero. And uh, that applies also to anything you have on your mind about the restaurants you've been to, where'd you go on Valentine's Day, for example, or anything else. Uh, if you need some help with a recipe, if you're looking for some ingredient or other that you're having hard times finding, call me. I don't claim to know all the answers to everything. Lord knows I don't. But uh, I, we can find it out, you know, especially with all these people listening on the Big 870 WWL. We have lots and lots of uh uh, sources of information here, so uh, take advantage of it. I'm happy to have you here on our program. Two six zero one eight seventy. Call right now and you'll get right in. It's n- not so busy this time of the show. Earl is waiting for us on the green phone. Hello, Earl. Welcome. Hey, thank you, uh, Tom. Thank you. Uh, we went uh, upon your recommendation uh, to Del Porto's against. I guess it was two weeks ago. We really enjoyed it. Oh, isn't it and, good? Uh, Hey, it was great, uh, but next time uh, we're going to have to get into that wine room. It was pretty noisy. It was really packed. Yeah. We were on a Saturday night. Lady yeah. told me they had 150 reservations that night. I had made Whoa. the reservations, I think, after I heard um, you on the radio. But you also mentioned a place that particular day, um, Pardo's, and I know that's in Covington also. Oh. Well, it used to Isn't be. It? It's mo- it's oh. been moved. Well, okay. wait. Before we get off of that, uh, getting back to what we were, uh, what we started out with, <clears throat> what was that anyway? Del Portos. Del Portos. Yeah, um, the quietest place in there is not in the wine room. It's in the main okay. room, but it, if you at the front door and you look into the corner there that runs alongside the street, there's one table. Okay. I think it's a four top. It might be a six. In the corner there, and somehow it is not noisy there.
but I know what you mean. I mean, any restaurant of that size, you, you just have a right. lot of noise in it. It's so fun. in other words, when you go in, you would go to the right is what you're saying. Yeah, you kind of veer or keep your stay on that uh, parallel street, and the the room kind of like tapers off into a into a sharp corner, and that's where you want to be. Two six zero one eight seventy. We will return with more of the food show in a moment, but first, please. Oh, there it's the food show on one hundred five point three FM HD one. It's the big eight seventy two, and it's the food show sponsored by Tracy Nick. Brian, Sandy, Robert, and Eric. Let's go to, uh, let's start off with Tracy. Tracy, welcome to the food show. Hi, Tommy. How are you today? I'm doing swell. Okay. Um, so last night I went with some friends to our Reg Chinese on St. Claude, and I was wondering if you'd ever been. About What What, what was the name? I didn't quite catch it. <clears throat> Reg Chinese on oh, St. Claude Avenue. Yeah. yeah, I have been there a few times. Yeah, it, it was very good. Uh, I was really impressed. I had never had Chinese food quite like that before. No, you wouldn't have. That's that's it's a unique place, uh, totally unique. Their menu. Uh, I, that's the first thing I noticed when I went there, and I suspect it's probably still that way. Your typical Chinese restaurant has like two hundred items on it, some or a, a whole lot of them anyway. And over there, they really don't have uh, uh, all that big a menu. It all fits on one page, at least it did the last time I was there. And, uh, yeah, it's and, still the same way. Yeah, and it, it didn't grab me as much as uh, I was expecting to because it was, when it first opened, it was a huge phenomenon. Everybody was talking about it. If You weren't anybody if you hadn't been to the Red Chinese yet. Uh, so, in other words, I like it okay, but it wouldn't be one of my favorites. Oh, well, can I ask what your favorite is? Uh, my favorite Chinese restaurant, I think, would probably be maybe the China China Rose. It's about two blocks away from uh, Drago's. I like Trayan a whole lot. Mm. I always did. Uh, but that part of that is that I live on the North Shore, so there it is. Uh, That's true. And, uh, I, I, I live out here in the city. Yeah. Well, so do I. I'm here now, you know, so that's uh, no big deal. But... There's uh, five happiness. I was about to say five happiness is good, especially if you know your way around the menu because there's, there's a lot of stuff that they do that is uh, that could be better, and then there's a lot of things that they do that are so much better than you're expecting that it's a big surprise. That, that is quite true. I've been to five yeah. happiness a few times, yeah. Yeah, they're very solid. They ha- they hardly changed at all in all these all these years. That's what all I right. hear. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, it was nice talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, she is followed by Nick. Nick, welcome. Hey, Tom. I uh, love Pleasure. your show. It's a treasure. Thank, thank you for, for thank doing Thank you very it. much. Uh, a couple of things. First, going back an hour to where the lady was talking about the location of Joey K's. Yeah. It, it, in, in my mind's eye, there was a restaurant in Metairie, I believe on, on Veterans Highway, that had a similar name and a pretty big sign. And I think I remember as a younger person being a little confused by it, too, thinking it might have been some type of, you know, very similar name. And was it the same restaurant? Wasn't it? It probably one had probably nothing to do with the other. But I think it was a name that began with a J that was something K's or Jimmy K's or Joey K's, whatever it was, out in Metairie. And it was a a little bit confusing. So I kind of remember that it may have even been. 
at the location where Bobby Abea's restaurant is today. That location has been 10 different things in 25 yeah, years. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it really has been. Uh, you know, the only uh, one that comes to my mind that even remotely fits your description is this place that was called J.C., and it was on Veterans, but very close in. It was just barely over the parish line from uh, yeah. uh, New Orleans into into uh, Jefferson. And it was a big, old-style neighborhood restaurant. And they, they did poor boys. They did seafood. They did everything. And it was, But it was a big place. It wasn't fancy. Mm-hmm. It was uh, operated by a family that had quite a few other restaurants on and off over the years. That's That's the only one that comes to my mind. Uh, so, I do just remember, as the lady called in, I can remember years ago having a similar confusion, a yeah. similar question come to mind. Yeah. Uh, I have something to talk about that, that's a little bit on the on the negative side. Let's call it a constructive criticism side. All right. All right. There are three things I eat out a lot, and I have the alteration bills to prove it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there are three things that bother me to no end. Uh, yeah. about eating out. The first one is, and it doesn't matter how high-end the restaurant is, though I will I will exclude the upper, upper end, the Arno's and the Antoine's, because I'm not in those that often. But I can be in a uh, $50 meal restaurant or a $10 meal restaurant, and the wait staff will sweep in the middle of you getting your meal Five oh, feet away from your table. Uh, when when I see that happen, and I must say I haven't seen it happen very much. When I see that going on, I get up, I find the manager, and I said, do you know they're sweeping around our table and we're still eating there? I probably am I'm probably a little more, uh, a little chiller on that than I am just now. And they well, always say, oh, God, for goodness sake, go sit down and we'll take care of it. And they always do. And they, they don't jump on you. They jump on the employee. Well, I'll resolve to, to yeah. take that approach for now on. Yeah, you I, let I, them know. I'm you at know. my end of it. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a $10 uh, plate or $50 oh, I, plate. I, I they know. I've, sweep I've at their it. convenience. Yeah, that's about uh, right. the, the other two things, which may be a bit minor, yeah. Or when you get gumbo or you get red beans and you get horribly cooked rice that's overcooked and granular, uh-huh. how in the world, we in half the restaurants you go to in New Orleans, you get rice that's improperly cooked. It runs me crazy. It ruins the particular dish. Uh, I don't know how you can go to a Chinese buffet mm-hmm. where for $1.50 they, they cook enough rice and, and keep it moist yeah. for the whole day. But you go to a place where you spend ten dollars for a little cup of gumbo, and you can't get rice to cook properly. Well, it runs me crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a suggestion for you and tell me how this. Do you think this has any validity? One person's perfectly cooked rice is another person's complete failure. Possible, but doubtful. I think it's laziness. Okay. I All think right. they just they cook a, a pot of rice. And it sits, and it sits, and it sits until it gets hard and dried out. Yeah. And well, uh, at, at that point, it's not rehydrated. It's not edible. But maybe you're right. Maybe no, there are no, people fair enough. No, I, who I like raw rice. Uh, could be. Uh, to tell you the truth, I like rice to be not raw, but I like it to be firm. And I like it to be have, you know, uh, what's, what's the word I like to use for that? It's discreet. 
small. And, and I like I like red beans that way too. I, I don't like red beans to be disintegrating into a mush. I like red beans to be beans. Gotcha. But everybody, but gotcha. again, I tell you, if if you were to tell me, oh no, I love them uh, done kind of the creamy style. Well, good. Uh, enjoy yourself the rest of your life. I love it. I mean, but I'll do it my <laughs> way. Right. And, you know, there's no reason in the world why both of us should agree on this, that sort of thing at all. It's your personal taste. And last thing on my trifecta yeah. Yeah. is <laughs> bread. Bread. You order a po' boy sandwich. You ask them to toast up the bread a little bit. And their version of toasting up the bread is to blacken the inside of the po' boy sandwich where it's been cut. And then, of course, the outside is musty and moist and untoasted. And how it is that people can't warm up a loaf of French bread before they make a, a po' boy well, sandwich is beyond me. Here's, here's, uh, here's what I ask them to do. Whenever I go to a poor boy place where I know, unless I know that they're going to do it the way I like it, I always tell them, after you put the whole thing together with the lettuce and tomatoes, everything is in there. You finish building it. Put the whole thing in the oven at 400 degrees and let it go for about five minutes. And I'll wait as long as you need me to wait for that because it really makes a huge difference in the quality of the sandwich. Absolutely. My friends at the Grand Isle restaurant downtown call that a baked sandwich which yeah. it, it's, as awkward as that might sound, makes the thing work. Well, well, that's, hey, that is exactly how they used to do it at old Martin's Poor Boy, where they invented the sandwich, and and that's right. Uh, well, thanks for calling, and we have more of the food show coming after we check on the news. We've got to keep a little bit of uh, CBS, find out what is happening around, or not if you have uh, some other better ideas. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, too. I can be both at the same time. And let's see. Uh, I think it's Brian. Brian, welcome to the Food Show. Hey, Tom. Nice to talk with you today. Come on in. I, uh, you reeled me in with the whole uh, invitation to even call if you don't have anything to talk about. That was a, that was a great little pitch there that I've never heard uh, before. And, I, and I, I did come up with two things to ask you. Uh, number one, my wife and I have always really, really liked marinated crab claws at Sal and Judy's in Lacombe. Mm, they're fantastic. Uh, it's been a favorite, favorite of ours for years and years and years. I was yeah. wondering, we live on the North Shore, and I was wondering if you had any other uh, restaurants on the North Shore that you would also recommend marinated crab claws. Okay. Uh, the Impostato family, which is includes Sal and Judy, Sal Impostato, uh, they have another restaurant on the North Shore in Madisonville called... Uh, Impostado Cellar. It's on Highway 23 as you're heading towards. Uh, well, it's it's before you get to the uh, to the that uh, uh, bridge. The the uh, why well, can't I think of what you call those bridges? It's a it's a, a the drawbridge, a, a, right? An over, the draw? it, no, it opens and closes. Okay, yeah. so anyway, you know the bridge I'm talking about. It's before yeah. you get there, maybe about a mile before you get there, and. It's a great-looking restaurant, and they have all of the impostado stuff that uh, they do over at Sal and Judy's and also at Impostados in Metairie. And that, those uh, crab claws, uh, that's one of their most popular dishes. They sell the daylights out of it, and with good reason, because they're delicious. You can't stop eating them. Okay. So uh, that's the story. That's where I'd send you. you know, another place to look is a place called Crabby Shack. 
and that's also in Madisonville, just by coincidence. And uh, they do great fried seafood there, just in general. And that's one of the things that, that comes out pretty good. Okay. The other All question right. I have for you is, I have never, I've never been a real big oyster guy. Um, and no, there's a new. I love big oysters. I know you do. So I wanted to ask you this question. Recently, there was a new restaurant that opened on the North Shore called Half Shell Oyster House. And uh, we haven't been to the one in Covington yet, but we recently, uh, this past week, we hit the one in Gulfport, which I think was the original, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I had Oyster Orleans as, as part of a little sampler and really liked it and was wondering if you had any guideposts for, like, what makes a good Oyster Orleans or, or what are the things you look for? Oh, gosh. You know, that's, that's a, a dish that they invented. Uh, over there, that's that's their creation. I've never seen uh, anything exactly like that, and I've never seen anything with that name either. So uh, okay. I, I think that's a house specialty. Uh, okay. I love those kind of dishes. In fact, if I if there was if you ask me what kind of restaurant do you like, my answer would be the ones that have the baked oysters on the shell with a sauce that's got some thought put into it. And, yeah. And, and Oysters Rockefeller, Oysters Bienville, and all that. And that's one of the reasons why Arno's is my favorite, because Arno's has five different oyster styles that they do any day of the week. In fact, they'll put one each of all five of them in this appetizer called Oysters Arno. I'm always looking for that. Another place that's really good at that, it's the restaurant, the casual restaurant in the Hotel Intercontinental. It's called Trenas, T-R-E-N-A-S-S-E. And from the outside, it looks like just another social hangout kind of a place in a hotel, you know, with kind of average food, until you eat some of the food. They have a whole section of their kitchen that's devoted entirely to uh, to oyster dishes, and they, on any given day, they'll have like eight to ten different oyster dishes. But we did an Eat Club dinner there <clears throat> about a year ago, and the appetizer consisted of one hour open oyster section in their in their kitchen. Wow. And so everybody who was with me was just trooping up there and getting one after another after another. And, boy, it was a great, great day. We love that. So uh, those that, are some of the ones I like. That sounds great. Thanks so much, yeah. Tom. Thank you very much for the call. See you. It's the food show. Let's see. Do we have Sandy waiting for us? I think, I hope. Sandy, come on in. It's so cold outside. and Oh, it is so cold. I've got my air conditioner on. Oh, hello. Um, love the show. I'm a fellow Abitian. And um, just listening to all of these calls, I had a reason, and I will state that in a moment, but pet peeve is um, all the breading that people put on their oysters when they mm. broil them. Why? Yeah. That is so unnecessary. When I When we used to open them by the sack. Uh, the ones we couldn't open for raw oysters, we'd just put mm -hmm. on the grill. Yeah. They open right up, and then you, you you make a few sauces. Like Personally, I like to dash it to uh, Louisiana hot sauce and a dash of Worcestershire. And we had another one that had lemon and garlic. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's yeah. just as simple as that is all uh -huh. it takes instead of all that extra breading. Ugh. Yeah. So I've got well, that you, off of my brain. <laughs> the, 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 the kind of uh, extra breading version that you're thinking of also goes by the name of Oysters Mosca or Italian uh. Oyster. That's another uh, name for the same thing. And it's 
It's breadcrumbs, a lot of garlic, a lot of olive oil, a lot of, uh, let's see, what else is in there? Lemon juice. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and also I've seen this done with a little bit of crab meat in there, which seems to me to take mm-hmm. it one step too far. But you put that in the oven until everything is starting to sizzle. I just love mm-hmm. it. Well, it sounds great. I mean, it sounds great, but I've just had too many that don't have all of the flavors in. I'm a flavor person. Me too. And, and getting getting good flavor is where I'm at. Okay, here is my, my real question. Uh, yesterday right. I bought two pounds of fresh shrimp in Lacombe, yeah. and I have a um, – I guess it's a pound of crab meat, and mm-hmm. um, suggestions for what to do with it. Well, you know, uh, the classic dish for th- those two things are to have shrimp. Uh, uh, shrimp. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, uh, shrimp, uh, uh, the kind that has the, there's two different kinds. There's uh, sh- shrimp remoulade. That's what I'm after. Sh- uh, okay. Shrimp remoulade. And there are two ways you can make that. You can make it with a white sauce, which is basically mayonnaise and a few other things. And there's also mm-hmm. a, a red sauce that Arno's does, uh, Two Jags does it. Not too many restaurants mm-hmm. anymore. It's kind of old-fashioned, but I love that taste. Okay, you have that as your your oyster. I'm I'm sorry, as your uh, shrimp item, shrimp remoulade mm-hmm. with either sauce or both of them. And okay. Then have the crab meat you make into crab meat ravigot. The ravigot sauce is is another mayonnaise-based sauce, but it's different from the first one. And it's it it has uh, a lot of herbs in it, a lot of particularly uh, uh, parsley. And yes. You, you serve <laughs> both of them. You serve both of them cold. On the same plate, and that mm. to me might be the ultimate first thing you eat in a New Orleans restaurant. Uh, there is, it's just, and if it's, you could eat enough of it, that could be the whole main dish, right? It could certainly be. And uh, we've had parties over at our house. We had this. The caterers will tell you this too, um, that if you have uh, fifteen people coming over. And you have fifty pounds of shrimp, you will still mm-hmm. run out of shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes. Yeah. People love it. Well, now the crab meat item um, is that similar to, say, uh, a crab cake? Not really. It's served cold for one thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you ever go to? Have you ever been to Galatoire's? Yes. Okay, you know, at Galatoire's they have this crab meat appetizer, and they call it crab mm-hmm. meat, uh, crab meat uh, Galatoire. I think is. Okay. I think that's the name of it, actually, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm talking about. The, any, okay. Most other restaurants call that crab meat ravigot, a meaning. Uh, the meaning of that word is uh, restored because you're supposed to use this if you have some crab meat or some shrimp or something that's a little over the edge. Mm-hmm. Then you take. Some of that sauce and it revives it. That's but gotcha. uh, but if you can imagine starting off with good fresh things to begin with, then you realize yes. how good this can be. That's uh, uh, that's just such a classic and everybody loves it. Well, thank you so much, and I think I'll make mm-hmm. a salad as well. Oh, sounds perfect. Enjoy.
We will come back with more of the Food Show after first, if you will, this. Hi, it's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Boy, this program goes fast once we get going. Eric is here. Eric, welcome. Thank you for calling. Good afternoon, Tom. Thoroughly enjoy your program. Thank you. Um, Tom, have you been to the Gallagher's in Slidell yet? I haven't. They just opened about, oh, four months ago or something. It was right after Thanksgiving. And I don't gotcha, like going gotcha. to brand new restaurants. But uh, I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's going to be a lot like what Pat Gallagher does at his other restaurants. I'd be surprised if it didn't, which is real, real good. Yes, sir. And, you know, the last time I, I went to the Gallagher's in Covington was probably 20 years ago. Oh, gosh, <laughs> um, I, I remember I enjoyed it. Um, well, my, my wife and I, we were celebrating Valentine's tonight at the Slidell location. And just as yeah. a side note, I, I kind of had forgotten that Slidell is going to be the center of the Mardi Gras world and, and that Gallagher's is going to be right wow. there on the parade route. So Ooh, uh, we'll have well, to figure out good. how we're going to yeah. navigate that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't know. I'm assuming it's like the one in Covington and they're offering the same food items. Do you have any recommendations? Yeah, uh, and that is true. I asked him about that, and he said, yeah, pretty much the menu is the same, although he said from all three of his restaurants, they were a little different about certain things. Uh, they have a great baked oyster dish over there. It's uh, uh, Pedro, I think is the name of it, Oysters Pedro. And okay. I love, love I get oysters. that every time I go. Their uh, turtle soup is delicious, uh, and so mm-hmm. is their gumbo. And let's see, uh, my favorite entree there is this combination of rabbit. Wait a minute, excuse me. It's not rabbit. It's a combination of uh, uh, quail and lamb in a sizzling butter sauce. And it sounds like, who would put those two things together? But wait until you (laughs) dig into that plate. That is one of the most delicious things around. He's been doing that one for a long, long time. That's a great dish. It's a lot of Well, that sounds great. But they're well, real well, strong on the on menu. Steaks. I think I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, you'll like but, it. And and he always has a lot of good fish. He, he almost always has pompano. Almost always has you know like a flounder or something really offbeat. Uh, it's a good solid restaurant. It's always been. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks a lot, yeah. Tom. I do appreciate Thank it. Thank you. That's uh, Gallagher's uh, on the North Shore. Whether well, all three of them are on the North Shore, but uh, he recently, right after Thanksgiving, opened up. A third location. Originally, it's, it was in Man, in Covington, then in Mandeville. Now they are in Slidell. Uh, they're in uh, that restaurant that used to be called. It was a, a oh, it's name of a jewel. I can never remember the which jewel it was, but it's uh, right across the street from the rare, from the airport. The airport, excuse me, the train station. Very different. Uh, right there in the old part of. Of the slide L. 260 Don is here. Don, come on in. Hi. Uh, I enjoy your program a lot. Uh, listen Thank to you. it as often as I can. Um, two questions for you. Have you had any experience uh, in, like, when you cook yourself uh, using a sous vide machine? Um, from a recommendation from my cousin, I bought one, and we've just started using it, trying to use it, and learn a little about it. We've got a little uh, information from, like, some YouTube videos and things like that, but I didn't know if you had, you had wandered into that kind of, uh, of an approach or not. Mm. 
Yeah, I've kind of resisted it. I, I remember when it first broke out, uh, there was a food writers conference in New York that I attended, and the, everybody was showing off uh, all these uh, makers of uh, <laughs> utensils, uh, all of this, all of this sous vide thing, which none of us had ever heard of before at that time. This would have been in 1990 right. or thereabouts. And uh, and I thought, oh gosh, and but we had dinner after dinner where it was all coming from that source. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't all that great either, but it was it was not a disaster. And okay. I just, you know, uh, you, running a good kitchen at home is about having all the utensils and all of the equipment that you need to do the kind of food that you're going to cook. But I don't cook anything really that is that style of cooking. I don't have a, okay. I don't have a uh, pressure cooker either. And I don't, I don't have a slow roaster either. Uh, not that I think there's anything wrong with any of those. It's just that I can do everything I want to do on this equipment that I already have, and there's no particular reason why I should be, uh, you know, getting some more of that stuff. I, that's for somebody who wants to go in and write a whole cookbook about uh, sous vide or about uh, uh, pressure and all of that, and I'm just not that guy. I'm not sure I want to write another cookbook anyway. <laughs> it was a lot of work. A lot of work. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And my, but my, that's a good my question, second, though. Yeah, I'm just curious. I, I hadn't heard anyone bring it up yet, so I thought I would ask yeah. them about that. And the second question, do you get any enjoyment or do you follow any of the uh, television shows like Top Chef or any of those type uh, series? No, uh, do you, do you, I'm not a T. I'm not a TV guy. I, I watch very little TV of any kind, and uh, I just I just don't pay much attention to it. Uh, okay. that's a lame answer, but that's that's where I'm coming <laughs> no. from. I, you know, I, I read I read magazines and books and stuff. Listen to the radio. You know, I'm well, I'm an old pooperoo from another era. <clears throat> All right, thank thank you. Nice hearing from you. Our program today is sponsored today, uh, you know, which makes sense, you know. And uh, our sponsor is the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Uh, earlier in the program, I told you about the hamburgers there and why I thought they were exceptional, and I, I still stand with all of that. But that leaves this seafood business. And th they didn't open up with seafood at the beginning, but it was something they got into fairly uh, soon thereafter. And... What grabbed me was something I noticed right off the bat, and it was something I had all, already seen and always saw in the restaurants that had really good fried seafood, which is what this is all about. And that is this. When the oil that they're frying in gets to even the hint of a point where it's a little overcooked or there's too many little black things floating around in the oil, that's when they take it out, they strain it, they filter it, or they'll just take the old stuff out and throw it away and start with fresh oil. Then you get this beautiful seafood, fried seafood. It can be done, and they have always done it over at Mandeville. Excuse me, Mandeville. Where would that come from? At uh, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. They have about a dozen locations around New Orleans, uh, all open seven days a week, and all very nice-looking restaurants. I never mentioned that, but that's true. It's they're really good-looking restaurants and very, very good service too. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, and we'll be back with more of the food show after first, if you will.
this? You know, that's funny. Was, no, no joke. I was about to uh, go over there and buy one of those because it's right next door to Impostados. That's that's the connection. Uh, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Let's talk to John. John, I dropped welcome. him off at one. Hey, John, no, you there? No, them. What? Holly, welcome to the Food Show. Holly. Hello. Hi. Come on in. It's the Food Show, and you are welcome. I'm in. Well, good. I'm glad you are. What's up? One year. Uh, hey, Holly, do you have time to talk to me? Okay, go ahead. A trace lychee cake. Do you know anything about how to do that? I do. Uh, I don't have the time to tell you right now, but I can tell you where to get the recipe. If you go to my website, nomenu.com, go through the recipes, and you'll find it. It's tres leches, T-R-E-S-L-E-C-H-E-S. And the tres leches, it means three milks. So what you have there is you have milk, you have cream, and you have cream cheese. Uh-huh. And uh, it's not it's not hard to do. But uh, you need a recipe for it to get the the amounts correct. So, uh, and that's it's widespread. You'll find that recipe all over the place. All right. Okay, and it's in your book, huh? It is in uh, it is in my book, and I, I I'm pretty sure it is. But if it's not, then it's definitely on my website. You're going to get it one place or the other. All right. Well, thanks. Nice hearing from you. It's the Food Show. We are sponsored by the Grill. The grill is a special kind of a place, and I'll tell you where it all kind of comes from. You've probably been to the Camellia Grill at some time during your life. If you haven't, uh, put that on your schedule. Or maybe I should say, put it on your schedule right after you go to the grill. The Camellia Grill, uh, and, and it's the same people that run both of them, by the way, they uh, they are a, an American, a classic American diner. And we don't have very many diners in the New Orleans area. We've, we've never had too many of them. But the uh, Camellia Grill was always one of them. Uh, what you find at a, at a, at a uh, diner is the likes of, let's say, a meat and three format for their menu. That means you go in there and you get the hamburger steak uh, for your meat. And then for your three uh, sides, you would get corn and a green salad and peas, let's say. Well, they have all of that stuff, but it's concentrated on several things. Hamburgers are major league wonderful at the grill. They are also really great at making omelets, at least two dozen different kinds. And if that doesn't cover it, tell them what you want them to do with it, your omelet, and they'll do it. And it's incredible, some of the stuff I've seen there. And it's all very inexpensive and easy to get around to. It's the uh, grill, and it's on Veterans Highway, right before you get to Causeway Boulevard, and it's right next door to Trader Joe's. Uh, and that'll do it for today. We'll be back with another food show tomorrow. We start at, I think, 11.30? No, no, 10.30. No, no, maybe that's not it either. It's 1.30. 1.30 till 2 or something like that. I'll be here tomorrow at around midday. Have a good dinner tonight. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.